Welcome to the Huntley Baptist Church Podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. Genesis 50 verse 21, and he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. This is Joseph. Um, on Friday in this church, we witnessed one of the most moving and amazing waves of the Holy Spirit, I believe, we're, you know, we've had for a while. And at, at Diesel's funeral, we just saw before our eyes, as Jenny's already said, a beautiful picture of true reconciliation within a broken and hurting family. Uh, it was a ministry highlight for us as God's grace was just poured out in a way that far exceeded our prayers for the day. And uh, I guess, you know, you had to, to be here to know what was really happening in the spirit realm. But all glory and praise to Jesus. Amen. Uh, we'll never know. We'll just never, ever know the greater impact of healing and closure um, that that gathering initiated, and we need to pray it leads to salvation for many. And that was our prayer, actually, on the, fr- on the Thursday night, that uh, Diesel would bring more to the Lord through his death than in his life. So let's just pray again now. Lord, we just pray for that family. We pray uh, for a spirit of unity to continue, and we bind any sort of influence that would want to come in and destroy that. And we just pray over each and every member. And Lord, we want to see fruit, lasting fruit from that day. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm just going to read that again. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Genesis 50 verse 21. Reassurance can take many forms and kind words break down walls of mistrust. Kind words can break down the walls of mistrust. So sometimes something as simple as a kind gesture or kind words are all it takes for a new beginning. When Joseph saw that his brothers were, were changed men, he revealed who he was and he spoke kindly to them. You know, and this just opened the floodgates of built up guilt and shame on his brothers. On, on, on their part in it. And, and it released Joseph from years of injustice and pain. Well, just for those who have just joined us, we've been tracking our way through Genesis over the recent weeks, looking for keys to new beginnings. And today's key to a new beginning is to restore broken relationships in order to achieve God's greater plan. For us. And we see this so beautifully demonstrated in Genesis 50 when Joseph fully forgives his brothers. So let's turn to Genesis chapter 50, verses 15 to 21. We're going to read. Reading from New American Standard Version. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph should bear a grudge against us and pay us back in full for all the wrong which we did to him? So they sent a message to Joseph saying, Your brother charged, your father, sorry, charged before he died, saying, 
Thus you shall say to Joseph, Please forgive, I beg you, the transgressions of your brothers and their sin, for they did you wrong. And now please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Verse 18, Then his brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. Sort of greasing up. <laughs> but Jesus said to them, oh sorry, Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for I am in God's place. Awesome, eh? Oh, for am I in God's place? Oh, right, sorry. And as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people alive. So therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. So he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. What a moment. Eh? What a reconciliation. And have you witnessed that in your life? Um, or are you still waiting and praying for it to happen? I want to say never give up hope. Trust God and look to the bigger picture. You see, through Genesis, we've seen that after the fall of mankind in the garden, God's primary objective became the rescue of mankind. It turned from intimacy to rescue. God's original tent was intimacy with his creation. But when Adam and Eve chose to break that, the new plan was restoration. You see, God could have just wiped man out, start again. You know, that's what we'd do. Screw up the paper. Away we go. Do it again. But he kept eight people alive, along with two of every animal and bird, and a promise to never flood the earth again. And from that day to this, God's plan to restore and to redeem relationship with mankind, the vertical mankind, God relationship, that hasn't changed. His heart is to restore that relationship. And so God bridged the gap once and for all by sending Jesus to a lost humanity. And because we live now on this side of the Calvary cross, in an age of grace, we can now see the greater picture of salvation, I believe, than ever before, and we can also see what the enemy meant for harm, God turned into good. What the enemy meant for harm, God turned to good. So today we're wrapping up this New Beginning series. We're going to finish it today with part two of Joseph's story. Last week we saw that Joseph's calling through dreams kept him from falling. His calling kept him from falling in times of, of betrayal, temptation, injustice, shame, and loneliness. His calling kept him from falling. This week, we see how God turned intentional harm into good. What the enemy intended for harm, God intended for good. So let's just unpack that a little bit and what it had to take place just the steps that have to take place really for us as well. If we want to turn 
what was meant for harm into good, to restore broken relationships, I believe step one, for Joseph anyway, was to, um, to see, uh, get a revelation of the bigger plan. For him to forgive his brothers, he needed this bigger plan revealed to him. And I believe it's in um, Genesis 45 verse 7. He says, For God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant in the earth and to keep you alive by a great deliverance. That was the revelation that could only come from God to Joseph because it hadn't happened yet. He sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant in the earth and keep you alive by a great deliverance. When our vision is enlarged, like Joseph's, so is our capacity for grace to fulfill it. Can I repeat that? Just get this into your spirit. When our vision is enlarged, so is the grace to fulfill it. He gives the grace along with the vision. If your vision's too small, or if it's unclear, you become focused on the problems and not on the solutions. You become relationship-centered. You know, oh, he said and she said, no, I'm not getting on with that one. And God wants to be the center. Don't be relationship-centered. That should flow out of our relationship with God being the center. And small things start to annoy you, don't they? You know, when our vision's too small, little things really bug us. Um, Pray for a God-centered, bigger-picture mindset. And you'll be amazed at how small problems become. I need to do that with tools on the farm. (laughs) We need to pray for the right timing. Number two, we need to pray for the right timing. You see, Joseph waited for his brothers to come to him. And he was cautious to not reveal who he was until he was sure that they were changed men. He gave them like a trustworthiness test regarding his younger brother. He knew his father would only let Benjamin come if his brothers were worthy. You know, sometimes we expect God to work a miracle in our relationships when we're unwilling to wait for him to change hearts, starting with ours first. Starting with our own. 1 John 4.1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. You see, time and timing are a massive key to the healing of relationships. You know, whether it's an estranged husband or wife, a strained relationship, a son or a daughter, perhaps, you're wanting to... Restore relationship with maybe a relative, a workmate, or work situation. Perhaps it's a friend or a church member. Time and timing are crucial to healing. So pray for the test of time to prove the worthiness of a situation. Time just 
sorts a lot of things up. So, sorts a lot of things out, sorry. I've sometimes said to the, the girls in the youth group, hey, don't rush this relationship. Make that boy earn it. <laughs> Chest him with a bit of time, you know. You tell him to just chill out. Wait. Time is a great tester of relationships. Then choose your timing well to make a move towards reconciliation. Test the spiritual climate with grace and kindness. If that's rejected, then maybe God's saying, wait. You, you put out that kindness, you put out that, that test and a bit of grace. And if, it's, if it's, not, it's not going down, it's not working, then maybe just God's saying, wait, try again. Don't give up, but just say, move on for now. Test again later. Pray for the gift of discerning spirits. A lot of people just say, I've got the gift of discernment. The Bible actually calls it the gift of discerning spirits. You know, we didn't seem to be making that much progress with old diesel. And um, in November, I believe, I heard the Lord say, don't give up. Breakthrough will come. And I believe he softened his heart when I resolved to keep going. And many others have blessed him. It's been a teamwork. It's been great. And, um, and he passed away knowing that he was loved and he was saved. We had some friends cool off a little bit. Hadn't heard from them for a while. This was many, many, many years ago. And uh, we'd done a lot on Sundays and, you know, dinners and stuff. And then it sort of just went a bit quiet for a while. We thought, what have we said? What have we done? What, what haven't we done? Um, and uh, all of a sudden, they turned up with food, chatty as. And nothing was said and never has to this day. And we're still good friends. I think sometimes we've got to let the Holy Spirit work on people and not rush in and try and fix it all, you know, with our own human knowledge and understanding. You know, we, we have to learn to let the Holy Spirit change people. Give them a space. Give it a break. Just, just wait on the Lord. And in our ministry, Jenny and I have found that too. You know, we sometimes just have to back off not, not try too hard to do the work for the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit change hearts. He's the only one who can. Key number three. The third key we can learn from Joseph is to release others from blame. And as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people alive. How many hurts could we have avoided if only we'd realized the potential growth in us when bad things happen? You know, sometimes they're meant to, 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 to grind off some rough edges in us. 
but we've taken offense because we didn't realize it was God's work in us. By stating the end result for good, by just speaking out good over a situation, by saying, hey, it's going to come right. In the end, it'll be all right. Joseph was releasing his brothers from shame and regret. He was lifting this heavy burden off of them and forgiving them for their part in the harm. We need to realize that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, amen, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Ephesians 6 verse 12. We need to recognize the real enemy behind every broken relationship and release the people he uses to do his work. And it's only at this point we can begin to turn what was meant for harm into what is good. Who are you holding captive in a prison of blame? You've built this cage of blame around someone. Who are you holding captive there today? Start speaking well of them and realize hurt people hurt people. So focus on the bigger picture and the bigger purposes of God by getting a vision of his greatness. Wait for God's timing and test people with time, trusting Holy Spirit to do the work in others and finally lift blame off others who have hurt us. Knowing that what the enemy meant for harm, God can turn out for good. Yesterday, we heard about a young man going off to war and sitting on a train in India and being told that there was an opportunity or a request for volunteers for a radio operator at an army base. Is that right, Jeremy? And Air Force Base. And, um, and Terry, Jeremy's dad took up that, uh, that command and got off that train and didn't get to Burma where many people died and suffered. And not to take away from that sacrifice that they made, he was in the will of God. He was in God's hand at that moment because he had trusted God. And, and I just, so to look at the, the family and their legacy that that's left, I think God knew the bigger picture. His legacy lives on and the story hasn't yet ended. Diesel's story hasn't ended. I believe it's just begun. Like a wheat seed planted in the ground, we may well see a harvest a hundredfold. And we've all had a part in it. If we keep praying, let's keep praying. Jesus said, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Matthew 5:44 The key to a new beginning is love. Jesus said by this all men will know you're my disciples if you love one another. 
John 13, 35. See, God's love didn't give up on his wayward creation. And his love through Jesus' death and resurrection is the ultimate antidote for Adam's sin, which we've all inherited at birth. What the enemy meant for harm in the garden, Christ broke on the cross at Calvary. Isn't that awesome? What the enemy meant for harm in the garden, Christ broke on the cross. Praise God. If we are in Christ, we are free from guilt and shame. So let's now just release those who have caused us harm and with God's help, turn evil into good. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the life of Joseph. Thank you for what it shows us about your heart. We thank you that love was the motivation for him to speak kindly to his brothers, to forgive and to see the big picture of your greatness extended out beyond a man's life. To us, now, this side of the cross, Lord, we just thank you that we can now see the perfect plan of salvation in Christ, where Christ, the second Adam, broke the curse and took the shame upon his own body for our sin. Thank you, God, we stand in this new place of reconciliation. And it's a, a two-way thing, vertical and horizontal. Lord, we thank you that you want us to get along with e each other. Thank you that love is the key and that love motivates the heart to restore, to forgive, and to receive forgiveness. We pray. All of these things in the beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com.